Welcome, everyone, to the July 12th edition of the Ag Market Network monthly cotton teleconference. I'm Pat McClatchy. Today's program uh, is, as you know, is sponsored by BASF. They're the owners of Fiber Max and Stoneville Cottonseed, and we really appreciate them making the program possible. Uh, today's Today we're being led by Kip Butts, and he's joining he's uh, joining our cotton panel. Kip, thanks for uh, being with us and giving us your thoughts on the crop report. Well, I'll just uh, thank you, Pat. I'm going to just recap this report as it came out today. I might note that you know prices actually went down a little bit on this report, and I think that's primarily a function of just uh, it wasn't anything terribly exciting in it, and stocks were increased. But there were some things in this report that were um, still not bad at all. Let me just go through the kind of go over an overview. In the U.S. in 22-23, we saw a, uh, offtake, uh, a lower offtake in both exports and domestic use, resulting in a, a modest increase of about 50,000 bales to ending stocks. In 23-24, area was, of course, increased the July 30th report, about 169,000 acres, I think. Harvested area was increased primarily because Texas experienced beneficial moisture, um, and that left U.S. production unchanged at about 16.5 million bales. However, lower exports, uh, about 250,000, combined with increased beginning stocks resulted in a 300,000 bale increase in the ending stocks. In the world, production was up about 1.7 million bales. India was up a million. Brazil, a half million. Australia, 300,000. Those are the major contributors to the upside. Um, mill use was down about 130,000 bales or so. Now, I'm talking for 22-23 crop now. I think I don't know if I said that or not. Um, and uh, so... You know, there just wasn't a whole lot exciting in that the ending stocks increased uh, slightly more than a million bales to nearly 94 million bales for uh, for the 22-23 crop. In the 23, the current crop production increased modestly with Pakistan and Australia leading the way higher. Mill use was down about 550,000 bales with China down a half million Turkey, Bangladesh, Vietnam are all down about 100,000 each. Offsetting Pakistan's 200,000 bale increase. Um, actually, more than offset that. Um, and the result of all this is about a one three quarter million bale increase in the world ending stocks. So, as I go through that, you can just sort of see there wasn't a whole lot new or exciting in the report. However, that said, folks might look at this and say, oh, we saw a decrease in consumption. But if you look at the uh, the numbers for last year, um, we're still looking at about a pretty good increase in the um, in domestic use uh, worldwide. And um, it's about a six percent growth rate, I, I guess that's actually realized. And uh, although global growth, uh, uh, global trades forecast down, it's still um, a little higher than last year, I think by six million or so. So, so we're not in a really bad kind of market. Um, 
it's just that on a month-to-month basis, we did see a bit of a change. We have to sort of keep that in perspective. I guess the the main thing we need to kind of concentrate, if you're if you're talking about well, things weren't as good as they could have been. That's just we are continuing to see a bit of an increase in the world-ending stocks, uh, and that in and of itself just uh, well. But again, that wasn't really dramatic either. So. Um, there was one other thing I didn't mention. Argentina, uh, the USDA went through about a 10-year sort of revision process on those numbers and just made a, a bunch of different adjustments on them. And the whole scheme of things uh, didn't really impact the bottom line that dramatically. So, um, guys, unless I've missed anything, uh, I think that's kind of a, a quick shot overview of the of the report this month. Um, hopefully you all have some some kind of insight that maybe I didn't get in there. All right, let's open it up for other other thoughts. It, it's a typically seasonally uneventful report where they usually only do what they did, change the update, the planted acreage numbers. I was a little surprised that they felt informed enough to tinker with the abandonment and the harvested, but, you know, there it is. We, It'll be an unfolding story, you know. In August coming up, I, I think I've characterized the August what NAS does now going forward. In August, what used to be a boots on the ground sort of thing is now mostly a survey um, effort. But at least we'll have that, and then we'll get boots on the ground in September, October, November, December. But it's going to be a while before this question of harvested acres and and production has settled, and it's an uncertain picture. That's about the only thing I can say, more than usual. Well, I was going to say, John, thank you for those comments. I've been a little critical of NASA, as y'all have told me. I've been too critical, but I appreciate them making those adjustments this early under the assumption that they did feel comfortable doing it. I think they should do that. Uh, as soon as they're comfortable, rather than waiting to historic time periods that they have used, that they have used in the past to make adjustments, just bite the bullet and make the adjustment when you're comfortable with it. So I'd very much appreciate them doing that. Uh, I, I, I was surprised they did, but I'm very happy they did. You're probably the reason, I would say. Well, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see, as uh, Senator Kennedy said. Uh, some of you are smoking or chewing on the devil's lettuce. <laughs> but no, but but thank you, Nash. I very much appreciate that. Well, I think Nash is going to have a very, very, well, not that they don't always have that, but given the sort of, of climate situation we've been in recently and the weather patterns we've seen, um, well, not just in cotton growing areas, but just kind of all over the place, going to make it quite a challenge to, uh, to as always said, sort of follow history because this is quite a different world, and I think, or at least it seems to be in the near term. The last few years we've seen some pretty erratic sort of weather patterns. Don't think that's going to change here in, in the future. It's just we started off really uh, interesting, I think. Uh, I think that John will – might be able to elaborate that in the state of Texas, which is, of course, our, our biggest and most important uh, cotton-growing state. 
But it's going to be quite a challenge this year to try to keep up with with the size of this crop. Not that it isn't always the case, but I think it might be a little more so this year. Right. I mean, it, it's always it, it's always a mishmash out here. Speaking for this place, it's it's always a mishmash, a patchwork of different things because it rains over there and it doesn't rain over here, and, and that's just the way it is. Uh, but this year, it, it was just such such a shift in conditions from widespread drought to excess moisture to intense heat, and the combination of all that is is just uncertain more than usual so you know the market may be reacting later in the in the season to uh, unfolding uncertainties and and production forecast adjustments it may be it could be the rally that i've been kind of expecting for the last month um it might happen in uh, you know late august or something or even later yeah. Well, let's, let's, well, I would echo uh, your comment that it's going to be an extremely challenging year for NAS. So, as we said, I said before we went on the air that I'll have to keep my mouth shut about their performance this year because it's it's a strange another strange year, several in a row. Thank you, uh, Gerald. I see you're with us. Uh, any thoughts on the yeah. report? Uh no, not really. I mean, it was, it was pretty uh, pretty vanilla, I think. You know, I, I'm i not too surprised that they, you know, cut exports a little bit. Um, it just doesn't look like we're going to get there unless we have some exceptional numbers, you know, coming up. But, uh, you know, even still, I mean, ending stocks for this year is still pretty, pretty tiny. Ending stocks for next year. 6.8 or 3.8 million, that's still pretty low by historical standards. So, uh, yeah, um, maybe there's a little bit of negativity, but it shouldn't be that, that negative. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I think the market acted, uh, uh, you know, appropriately. Let's, let's put it that way for, for what the market did, for what the report came out at today. Joe, I know you came on just a minute or two uh, late in today's call, but I, I, I don't know if you uh, heard what we were talking about. Uh, despite some of these larger new stock which are always we seem to lose track sometimes that uh, domestic use worldwide is still quite a bit higher than was uh, its forecast for last year. So is global trade, and although any stocks are up, those two factors, uh, unless they change, of course, are pretty supportive for prices. Uh, it indicates that, you know, there's still a lot going on out there despite what could be, a, uh, you know, kind of a negative thing on a month-to-month basis. Some of that is yeah. not filtering through on my phone, and it may be just me, but I thought I heard you say that global stocks were not excessive given consumption. And I, if I heard that, I certainly don't understand that comment. I don't I, find I, that favorable. I, that, I didn't mean to say it. I think what I was oh, trying okay. to say is that consumption year over year is still up, uh, but that ending stocks are a concern because you know anytime you have ending stocks going up at these at, at the current levels, it's not a, a great thing. I'm trying to say that the increase in consumption we 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 tend to only concentrate on that and 
ignore the fact that we've got uh, we're forecasting larger global trade this year than last year, and we're also looking at a higher consumption number by quite a bit than we had last year as well. That's what I tried to say, although I might not have said it. Okay, uh, and 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 uh, uh, being elderly and older than all of you, my hearing is somewhat challenged from time to time. I'm also a little con- uh, concerned, uh, and, and I'll use that phrase, that while USDA did show larger uh, an increased world trade, unless I missed reading that, and I do not have it in front of me, they lowered the estimate of U.S. exports. Uh, and that puzzled me a little bit, knowing all the time that we still have a lot of Australian and and uh, Brazilian to, to get to, to disappear. Uh, so that's going to compete with us. But I, I, for that reason, I find it difficult to become particularly uh, aggressive with the market to the, to the positive side. And the comment that ending stocks are relatively low, uh, well, they may be just looking at ending stock numbers, but you put uh, ending stocks versus exports t- together, uh, our ending stocks are, I would say, high at, what, 3.8 million bales. I don't think they're particularly manageable, and I would say that's why we keep dropping below 80 cents. Now, we Every time, and I think uh, some several of you have made this comment in the past, and I agree with you, but I know Gerald has, that every time we drop below 80 cents, we start selling cotton. And uh, I think that's become very clear to us. Uh, I, I think probably 75 cents to 87 to 78 cents have, ha, truly has become a new market low, so to speak. Uh, not to say that we can't go lower than that, but it's a baseline low. Thank you. Yeah, it seems like we're trapped in this basically a 77 to 83, maybe 85 cent range market, and and uh, I don't I don't think these numbers today are going to change any of that. In fact, they might, you know, I would tend to think that you know to, they would tend to support O.A.'s comment that you know these numbers aren't overly bullish uh, by any means. <laughs> so we're probably going to tend to favor favor spending a little bit more time under 80 cents than we're comfortable with but 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 not but not hugely under 80 cents well let's just take that and we'll go ahead and ask everybody's thoughts on the market uh, Gerald I assume you know that's your thought on cotton that uh, down into the 80 down into the 87 88 level up toward the 83 to 85 level is that kind of what you're Looking for? Yeah, se- yeah, se- yeah. Seventy-seven to seventy-seven on the low side. Maybe even seventy-six and a half. Let's call it seventy-six and a half up to uh, eighty-five and a half. You know, basically a nine-cent range until we get something that's a little more friendly for us. Like, uh, like maybe you know, this U.S. crop is late. Um, we're going to need a good September and October. Uh, so I think USDA's number is full at 16.5 million bales. Um, I would tend to, to be closer to 16, maybe even a little bit below 16, but, you know, I, I think USDA's number is full at 16.5. 
Okay. John, what are your thoughts on the market? Uh, I'll echo that thought that 16 and a half, it, it would go down from 16 and a half. Um, and I'm reminded that uh, last year, of course, will this happen? I don't know. But last year in the August report was when they came in and cut 3 million bales somewhat unexpectedly. Everybody thought they were going to cut, but nobody thought they were going to cut 3 million bales. And the market shot back up 30 cents or something. So I, mean, I think there's upside. If, um, I, I, I would think this season has a has a weather market hurrah that's going to take us to the upper 80s. I'm just I'm just guessing. So I'm going to say 79 to 89 as my numbers. Okay, Kip. I think uh, I'm, I'm, man, I hate it when we're all essentially in the same ballpark. I might be a little bit lower on the downside. I like to see the 76 cent kind of low. Uh, it might be a bit of a challenge to the point that uh, I think a couple of people have made. Well, when you get much under that 77 cent level, you start to see buying uh, from from foreign buyers. So I, I'm thinking 76 cents up to about 87, 88 cents. Now, I, I'm kind of got the same sort of bias these guys have is that supply issues and uh, with these weather, the kind of weather we're seeing, this erratic thing, I think the upside that we may be waving at 87, 88 cents uh, if we get something in this market. And I think that's what the market's going to be looking at a couple of months pretty uh, pretty closely, and that's that's the supply side. So that's my, my thought right now. Okay. OA? Well, thank you. I, I... I'm, as always, you, the majority of you will think I'm absolutely nuts. I, I'm looking at 77 cents on the bottom to 88 cents on the high side. Yet saying that, I am still looking at a great potential for a 17 million bale crop. Uh, I and others uh, really questioned planted acreage in the June report, thought it was too high, and uh, just in my mind, absolutely knew it was too high in Mississippi. And I had spent the last two weeks on the road and uh, off of the beating path and found cotton that I have not seen, found area that I've not seen in 10 or 12 years in cotton. And I, needless to say, was totally shocked at that. Uh, so I, I did jump on NASA's bandwagon in, in the acreage report, at least in, in the Delta. Uh, I had not thought it was high. I had thought it was too high. But anyway, I'm still, uh, we are in a supply market. We've got to get some demand, and I do not see demand coming until at least March of of, of 2024. And maybe we will. I, the mills I talk with in, in the Far East are just day to day by day, hand to mouth. We will continue to see very strong Chinese buying, but it's, as Gerald, uh, first of the first one to comment, below 80 cents, they'll be good buyers. But I, I, I think above, uh, anything above 80 cents, they just back off and let others do the buying. Thank you. All right. I'm going to make a comment on the China situation. I don't necessarily disagree with you on that, but what I noticed was China's uh, – use was reduced up half a million bales. Their imports were incre- uh, decreased rather uh, about uh, 250,000. And lo and behold, I think our uh, exports were uh, reduced by the same amount. I'm, I'm hearing that 
the Chinese um, stocks have one of the highest levels of U.S. stocks that they've had in a long time. So although I don't disagree, we are the, one of the best suppliers for China, I just wonder if it may be an area where they might back off a little bit, just given their own uh, domestic stock situation. And I'm not throwing that out there to throw a, a wet blanket on it. It's just something I think we need to think about. And maybe some of you fellows have looked at this and know something about it that I do not. No, I agree with what you're saying in, in, as far as that, that reach. My analysis or my thought that, that they will continue to be very strong in the export market, or that is buying U.S., is not because of what they have on hand now. It's more particularly tied to a smaller Chinese crop, and they will need to replace what they have historically produced domestically with whether it be Australian or, or, or Brazilian or U.S. cotton. And I think the U.S. will continue to get the fair share of that. I, Australia will not get a whole lot. Brazil, Brazil will get a good bit of it. But uh, and so it's just it's it's based on the coming crop and not what's in storage, so to speak. Okay, thanks. I agree with you and in, in, in net. Any other comments or thoughts? You know, uh, Pat. Just something I haven't really quite got my head around. I know we had a really nice rally yesterday, and you would think, okay, I guess it was a short covering rally. But geez, open interest went up almost 4,500 contracts in the September contract yesterday. It's like, what? Where did all this new, you know, buying come from? That was uh, so. It was that was definitely a a, a bullish sign there. I just uh, that doesn't mean it's going to stay bullish, but. Geez, I mean, that was a huge increase in open interest with, uh, with with that rally yesterday. So I'm I'm still trying to get my head around why why we all of a sudden somebody thought it was time to just jump in and and, and buy the darn thing. Well, I, 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 you you follow that a whole lot closer than I do. My concern would have been why was open interest down so much the day before? It was, it was down it, it was down a big number, at least as I recall. Uh, I, I don't have it right in front of me. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at a Starbucks in Phoenix, and I came outside to get out of all the noise. <laughs> I just knew you had it memorized. I, I would have expected Well, you yeah, you just, no, normally I do. I just forgot to do that today. But that, that's a good point, regardless of what the open interest was the day before. That that's a pretty big jump in the, in the long side. I, right, I agree. I agree. That's it. You know, we ran right up to it. We ran right up to a trend line today and turned around and came back down. So I don't know that if we can get up there and 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 get through that thing. But if we ever do, you know, John. And you know, seven, eighty-eight to eighty-nine cents may may be in the in the cards because something something will have to happen to get us through that darn trend line. Yeah. Well, I would think there'd be some jet fuel in the form of um, stop orders that would get run. Yeah. Well, Pat, as I told you earlier, I'm I'm wanting to get a little bit bullish in general. Uh, the, the, this bearish tone has been so strong for so long, in my opinion, 
but I'm, I'm having trouble getting there, but uh, my, my tendency is to think of uh, slightly higher prices. Yeah. Well, we would mentioned earlier, we, we've been sideways for the most part for three months, and uh, I think today, this morning, we got up to like a month and a half high and then reversed, and, and like Gerald said, we hit a trend line and came up off of it. You know, you got to get above these highs with enthusiasm, and 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 like what we saw today with some or yesterday with some good volume. Uh, uh, but mm-hmm. if you don't, we could just continue to the dance, the dance here sideways. But anyway, any other closing thoughts? All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I uh, want to thank you, Kip, for leading us today in our panel. Uh, special thanks to BASF for making our program possible. And thank uh, you, the listeners, for being with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next month.